This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, everyone, welcome back to the WOMED. Val is joining us again. I don't know if you remember her. You better remember her because she made a huge impact on Jack and I to the point where we are now friends. Val is an astrologer, Alana Del Rey lover, and house writer for Bumble, Stylecaster, and Elite Daily. But honestly, this woman is so tapped in spiritually and her readings are so spot on and validating. I personally have booked several readings with her this year and Jack and I are so excited to have Valerie Mesa back on the pod to give us some insight to the upcoming retrogrades and all that good stuff for the new year to come. Welcome back. I don't even know what to say with that intro right now. I want, I just want to like have it on repeat forever. Um, <laughs> love you guys so much. I'm so excited to be here. And like, honestly, just a couple of days right before New Year. I mean, it's the perfect way to start it. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Seriously. Well, we are so grateful to have you back. Like Danielle said, we are just like we were talking right before this podcast. And seriously, Val, I have sent so many people your way. Um, you give the best readings. and I love the content that you produce on social media. So what is new and wonderful in your life since we last spoke? Oh, my goodness. I feel to be honest, it's been a whirlwind of just transformation. I feel like kind of collectively, I I always make it astrological, right? I, I personally have experienced a bunch of stuff in my uh, family life, good things. Um, I've reunited with my uh, biological father and my siblings, and I actually spoke to Danielle about this. It's been a really beautiful full circle moment. Um, you know, it, it was really heartfelt, you know, especially now during the holidays, we were able to spend time together. There's no such thing as perfect, but it's just crazy. Hindsight's 2020. I, I just feel really emotional and grateful and just looking back and ready for the new year. I just feel like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves as humans and we have to go slow and take it easy and just realize that we're all growing and evolving every day. I mean, we're all in different places and it's the way it's supposed to be, right? Nothing's supposed to stay the same. But yeah, a whirlwind, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like a new common theme for the WOMED is like allowing ourselves to be human and feel human um, and trying not to be too hard on ourselves when we're just human and we have a lot of feelings and those feelings might not be perfect. They might not, you know, feel all that great, but you just got to sit with it and give yourself some grace in the moment. Preach. Absolutely. I'm I'm curious about... Did you see any of that in your chart heading into the year? Like, did you know this is going to be kind of like a tumultuous, like maybe like unstable or, or just like a different year? Yes. Um, and it's funny because I always say, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to let the astrological stuff that I know get to me or dictate my life. And that's the truth. Because even though there's a Mercury retrograde or I can foresee some of what, of what can happen, I still do my best to go with the flow, even though I want to look at my app and be like, where's the moon? What's the deal? Sometimes I purposely like don't do that. But yes, I'm a Scorpio rising. So these past two years activated very prominent parts of my birth chart. So it was a literal just transformation. Scorpio is the sign of death and rebirth of power, really stepping into your power, but also surrendering it and surrendering those um, 
attachments that we hold on to because of fear. So definitely, I, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a wild one, but we made it. I think it's going to be a wild decade, realistically, collectively for all of us. I can't handle too much crazy. <laughs> Not like that, right? But I feel like when we look at everything happening in the world, we're obviously a reflection of that. We're a collective. We all feel things simultaneously. We're also a reflection of our leaders, which that's a whole other conversation. But mm-hmm. I, I, it's just been definitely very transformative, but empowering nonetheless. And I feel like a lot of the people I've spoken to feel that way too, that even though it's been hectic and a little hellish, it's been empowering. There's something about that ability to really say, well, I know who I am and I know what I want and I know what I'm worth, right? Case in point. (laughs) Yes. So we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier before we actually officially started recording, but we just had the holidays and holidays were maybe a little extra emotional for some people. And that we just literally had like the last full moon of the year, which was in cancer, which is extra emo-licious. Emolicious. I love that word. Oh my God. Emolicious. That's amazing. Feel free to use it. Just tell people I know, you got it from I'm me. writing it down. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Our cancers are emolicious. Yes. Because <laughs> we're delicious, luscious, all the delicious stuff, but we're also emo as hell. So <laughs> truly, you know, we'll have the, the new moon coming up for this new year and everyone's about making resolutions or goals for the new year. Like, should people really do that on January 1st or New Year's Eve? Or should we maybe wait till this new moon that's coming up? What's more manifesty and like powerful? So great, great question. I always feel like I have two minds. My Venus is in Gemini. I know Jack's Gemini rising. I There's a duality for me because I very much believe in the power of intention, despite what's happening in the cosmos, right? So definitely number one, First and foremost, listen to your gut, listen to your, you know, what you're feeling. If you want to set a certain intention and you know that you're going to commit to it, do it. However, if we do want to look at the astrology, we are very much in luck considering Mercury goes direct on the first day of the year. So no way. Excellent (laughs) way to kick things off. You know, it's funny that you that you said that though, too, because I actually noticed that the new year January 1st is also on a Monday this year. And I was thinking to myself like, wow, that is like, what more can we ask for? Like, that is really like a new fresh start. We got a new year, a new week, a new month, a new moon. Is it a new moon? Or what would you call it then? So look how crazy this is. And if you guys believe in like the synchronicities of the numbers, on the first of the first month of first month of the year, so one one Mercury goes direct, and then we have the new moon in Capricorn on one eleven on the 11th oh, of wow. January. Really so cool. I didn't even realize it until now. And I feel like it's the sign, like we should be discussing it, I guess. But like, there is something <laughs> very synchronistic. Um, when we think about Mercury going direct, Mercury rules the mind. Mercury has everything to do with the way that we process information, the way that we act on what it is that we're trying to, you know, establish, create. It's very, it's a personal planet. So when it's retrograde, we don't necessarily look at things or see things very clearly. We're kind of a little bit muffled because it's slowing down. But on the plus side, Mercury retrograde does allow us to see things that need to be reworked, revisited, or reflected upon. 
However, now that it's going direct, it kind of gives us that little boost. It kind of feels like a, you know, like the, the roller coaster, like the little check, check, mm-hmm. drop kind of thing. That's what it really feels like. And this new moon in Capricorn, Capricorn is the opposite of cancer, where cancer rules the emotional body, our home base, our innermost feelings. Capricorn rules the foundational stuff, more like our public persona, our notoriety, our career, our legacy, our foundation, like what we're building upon. Is it solid? Is it grounded? So I really feel like it's a perfect opportunity to really think ahead and look towards the future and really be honest, though, with yourself, because Capricorn is all about that brutal honesty. It's it's the opposite of cancer, where we're kind of like, oh, it's OK. Look on the bright side or, you know, I feel your feelings. Capricorn's like, well, is that even realistic? You know, Capricorn comes in and is like, I'm not I'm here to get down to business. Um, we also have Mars entering Capricorn on the fourth. So it's like kind of double double whammy. Mars is the planet of action, how we assert ourselves. So it's a very, uh, it's just time to do business, like get down to to business and what you want to do. That sounds really aligned with people that do want to make some positive changes yes. for the new year then like, let's get down to business. Like let's, it, it, I kind of feel like that's, that's kind of the, for the last few years I've been like, oh, just so much like softness. And I've been really feeling this soft feminine energy, but like, I don't know, I think I'm at a point now. And maybe this is like a collective thing where it's like, okay, that's great. But like, we need to get some shit done now. Like we actually need to get shit done. That's such a good point. Cause one of the things that I wrote in my new, like 2024 horoscopes, like at least like in the intro to kind of give an idea of what we can expect was rebuilding what we've lost like figuratively or literally, because there has been a lot of loss, figuratively, literally, with South Node in Scorpio, which is what we experienced, where we had to let go of a lot of things. And it was hard to let it go, but it was something that was for our highest good. So it's almost like now we have that opportunity to be free in our autonomy, North Node in Aries, which has everything to do with our individuality. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. It's very who you are on your own. Even the South Node now being a Libra, rebuilding upon, you know, what it is that we started, if we lost it, or reworking or, or re-strategizing perhaps where we want to go and, and what we want to do with ourselves and what makes us happy and yeah, all that. Oh, that resonates so heavy with all this. And Jack and I talked about it last week. I just feel almost like bursting with energy and light right now, just wanting to figure everything out, bring everything in. And I'm just like ready. I'm so ready for this new year. Boom, baby. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I felt it. I felt it. I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know everything from this year. I am loving this already. What are some other things that you can tell us about 2024 collectively for our listeners? What what are you what are you seeing in in the stars? So, granted, there's so many ways to look at the angles, right? But I know that you guys do have a lot everything to do with like wellness and the medical community and I did want to bring up a huge key takeaway for 2024, which is Pluto's entering Aquarius, re-entering Aquarius. I just saw that. 
It's a pretty, it's a huge deal. I'm not going to say pretty big deal. We did, however, experience about six weeks of it in 2023. It was between, I think, like March and um, April, May, where it was there for a little bit. So if you want to look back at that time, just to get like a mini prelude, that's how astrology works. You look at the past, you look at patterns in order to sort of like, but fate is always, I mean, I believe in free will, but I also believe in fate. We can't always like determine, doesn't matter what astrologer or who's, you know, who you're talking to there, but Pluto entering Aquarius, when we think about Pluto's energy, we're talking about power. We're talking about control, transformation, death and rebirth. And then when you think about Aquarian energy, we're talking about science and innovation and rebellion and inventions and all the things that have to do with technology. So in terms of like the medical space and when it comes to just, I want to say like in general, because I'm even thinking about like AI and just mm. the way that that's been completely, it's revolutionized for better or for worse, right? A lot of things, a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, I think of the people that lose jobs with this too, because I think of like the waiters and the waitresses and people that now don't really need people because there's robots, but there's just a lot of change coming with that. Um, that's just one of the main things. Cause I feel like that's also going to affect other areas. And I'll give you an example. Aquarius is also the sign of community of collective consciousness of social media. Aquarius opposes Leo. Leo is the sign of fame. It's the sign of celebrity culture. So with Pluto sitting across from Leo, it really feels like we're really like, I'm, I don't know, like we're kind of canceling out like hierarchies that are based off of illusions and programming. And I mean, that just to give you a, a little prelude of what I'm pondering, um, if that makes sense. I just feel like this is going to be such a wild year anyways, with it's an election year and uh, you say like hierarchies and stuff like that. I'm like, oh God, like what's going to happen? It's like the whole world's going to come crumbling down. Yeah. And America's having its Pluto return, like its last final uh, Pluto return. Eventually, Uranus, we're going to have our Uranus return. Leo, that's the era between 1939 and 1957. So a lot of our rulers, um, mm. I believe Biden and Trump, both have their Pluto in Leo. Pluto and Aquarius is opposing the Pluto and Leo generation. So it's a lot of transformation. The people that we used to look up to, the like, I don't know if they're, is that the boomer generation? I, I think, think so. so. Like, not saying goodbye boomers, they're still there. But in terms of like worshiping the boomers, perhaps, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> That's so interesting, Val, too, because... Um, I like when you talk about like they're just like kind of breaking down the hierarchies and almost this like new level of, of consciousness in a way. It reminds me, I just saw this article about like how 2024 is like the fall of the influencer. Um, and like this is just like a prediction, but people are saying like, you know, people are waking up to these like like being sold things online and being like tricked into buying things. And like, you know, we're coming to this like greater consciousness of like making wiser choices and not saying that like influencers are all bad or like there's not a space for them anymore, but um like the younger generation is just coming into this world of social media with so much more clarity and with just much more critical thinking. So like really maybe that's really interesting that you said that. 
Yeah. And there's actually another aspect to that part that I feel like I want to mention. And I wrote down like some of like the main key takeaways, like I said, we do have that Pluto entering Aquarius opposing Pluto, which is like the celebrity culture, bringing all of that down. And again, this isn't going to happen overnight. Pluto is a generational planet. It moves slowly. But when we think about another aspect that's major, Saturn is currently in Pisces. Saturn is a sign that has everything to do with structure, reality, pragmatism. It's going mm-hmm. to eventually join Neptune, which is the planet of dreams, film, what's behind the lens in Pisces. Mm-hmm which is bringing together the reality and the fantasy, the hard truth and the ideal kind of coming together. So that's really interesting when you think about like the way that social media has affected our mental health for better or for worse, because I mean, I'm the first one that I love to, you know, there are people that inspire me that I bookmark recipes, people who like wake up and I mean, I just got a Peloton on Black Friday. Like I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. And it's certain influencers that inspire me, but then there's also the general um, subliminal unspoken. Do I post that? Who's watching me? Why did they not like my story? Why do they view my story? Why? It's stuff that is unspoken, but I feel is still very much alive in the subconscious. And it, sorry, excuse me, but it Fs with people. I don't want to curse on your episode. It Fs with your brain. And I feel like we can act cool and we can act zen. We are all the same. And we all get that little boost of serotonin every time we see those likes and every time we see those hearts. So I just feel like that's something to consider with Saturn and Neptune entering, like joining the same degree in Pisces. Pisces is fantasy, but it's like, what is real? What is not? Ooh, that that really makes me think about like like dating culture and stuff too with apps and putting yourself out there but like what version are you putting out there what are like and people are just like swiping for you know the fantasy of it or do they actually want to get to know like what's behind the curtain the real you right yeah right and I feel like that's where like that AI stuff is going to come into as well like even like when we think of it, like I did that yearbook carousel where like you did the years were so hot. They were so fun. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And one of my mom's friends, she even wrote, that's the cutest yearbook picture. What are you talking about? I'm like, well, it's fake. Like people who it's just crazy. Like we, we misconstrue things. We are all doing it. We mm-hmm. even tone, like, you know, text tone and like messages, everybody reads it, how they feel like, the way people see things is a reflection of themselves. That's a whole other conversation, but it's just all connected. The psychology of it as well. Oh, wild. Oh yeah. my God. Any other like certain times of the year that people might need to worry about with 2024 that might be a little unstably or really great? You know, I keep saying this specific aspect that's happening in May that I'm personally like, I'm just, I have a good feeling about it. And it's Mm. Venus joining Jupiter in Taurus. That's happening on May 23rd. And, but you know what, April and May are going to be really pivotal because that's when eclipse season starts, right? But then also we have in April, on April 20th, oddly enough, we have Jupiter making a conjunction with Uranus. Jupiter's expansion, growth, opportunity, And Uranus is breakthroughs, technology, innovation in Taurus. So this could be like 
a brand new era in terms of security, finances, banking, mm. um, even foods or something like new and something that is invented when in regards to like the physical body or like that can help like mankind. So that's April 20th. Um, and it's again, the same month as our new moon solar eclipse. But then we have that Venus joining Jupiter on May 23rd. Venus is love romance, right? You're ruled by Venus, Danielle, being a Libra. I know. <laughs> She's fickle sometimes. That's so funny because it's so true. Like, it's so me. <laughs> you're Venusian AF. Venus is like love, beauty, pleasure, aesthetic, um, romance. But I feel like it's like celebration and, and all the fun stuff. But Aphrodite, the mythology, I mean, there's so much with, with Venus. The Venus rules Libra and Taurus. So the fact that Venus is going to be in its home sign, both Venus and Jupiter are benefic planets because they bring growth, they bring fertility. So when both of those energies come together on May 23rd, that's right before Jupiter enters Gemini, it kind of feels like a little gift before Jupiter leaves. Jupiter always kind of gives you a little gift. So wherever you have Taurus, you're a Gemini rising. So Taurus is your 12th house of like your uh, life behind the scenes, your unconscious mind, and your cancer rising. So it's your 11th house. I believe that's like friendship, community, wherever Taurus is in your chart, you're kind of going to receive like a little gift from the universe. Like here you wow. go. I love that. Yeah. Jupiter's like the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. I always say that of the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. This might sound really dumb and I'm going to go on a limb there and just like ask like a really dumb question because Jack and I had this moment this summer when we were in Mallorca and we were just like watching the sunset and we're literally sitting there and I'm like, Jack, how wild is it that we're literally just like moving backwards like on a planet like we're facing this right now. Are astrological like alignments the same for someone here in the States as they are in Australia? So no. It, no, because it depends on the alignment, which is why whenever you do a birth chart, you need to know the time they were born because the sun moves. It's, mm -hmm. So does the moon. Um, and you need to know the location because that can help okay. you. Granted, this back in the day, the three wise men, the first astrologers, right? They kind of like mapped it out. We have softwares now. Thank God for that because I wouldn't know how to do it otherwise. But that's how it allocates where what planet was according to your time of birth so that's like a great question because okay that's what you need to know and even for solar return i'll ask you like oh where are you spending your birthday so i could tell you because mm -hmm. the moment you take that breath on your birthday of 2024 wherever you are the sun our greatest source of energy is giving you that brand new um chapter of energy of life so it yeah it's all connected for sure oh that's so cool yeah. Is is that kind of similar to the idea of I think I've heard this before with I can't remember if it was in astrology or something else, but it was like something kind of like woo woo wee that was talking about how there's certain places that you're better to live in. And this is I'm not saying like this in a rational way. I'm talking like in an astrological, like woo woo way of like there's different places on the earth where totally. your sole purpose is like going to thrive. Totally, totally. And they say that that's why, like, when you go on vacation or, like, when you visit some places, you just get this, like, weird soul level experience where you're like, what the hell? Like, I've, I've lived here before or, like... I had that in Kenya. 
I'm not going to lie, but I don't think that that's where I'm supposed to live. But like, I definitely had that experience in Kenya. (laughs) There are people that, again, I'm against this because I have that part of me that like loves the journey, right? I'm like weird in that sense. But there are people that literally chase their fate around the world and they meet with their astrologers. I am not an expert in astrocartography, but that's what it's called. That's it. Okay. Astrocartography. That's Every state, every location, like right now, like wherever you are, there is a planetary line. So when it comes to career, let's say you want to live somewhere where your midheaven is like well-aspected, or if you want to find love, you go where your Venus line is. Okay. Where's Danielle's Venus line? (laughs) I need to check. I... I go to astro.com, but again, I wish I could tell you. Can we just take a vacation there and get her on (laughs) my hinge? You guys, but it's really creepy. And I'll tell you something that happened to me. I don't want to say the location because it like nothing against that location, but I went to a location last year where it was like on my Pluto line. Pluto is death and rebirth. It's also empowerment. I got the worst cold I had the worst asthma attack. And I remember like coming out and I'm like, I was on my Pluto line. I mean, I'm not trying to like scare people, but like, it's so resonated with the vibes, you know? Amazing. Wow. So I live in Miami. My midheaven is Leo. Miami is a Leo in astrology. So I literally started my career path, my, you know, my muse, I found it here in Miami. So it's like, it, it very much, it's true. Like, I believe in it 100%. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jack, we need to find where my Venus line is. And <laughs> I could, t- I could yeah. try to find it for you, actually. That, that's, your, that's the homework. <laughs> that's so funny. But I want to thrive in like all aspects. Yes. I, w- I want, I want love. I want the career. I want the family. I want the home. I've been so drawn to water lately. And I don't, I don't know what that is. But like different like bodies of water, like beaches, tangent here. But I was at my last like EMDR session and we're doing this like safe place exercise. Mm -hmm. And it was like what just kept coming to me during this exercise was just this like beach, this like sand dune, cliffy beach, like ocean, just like the like that tall, like beach grass, just like going. And I'm like, maybe that's where my Venus line is. Well, you, you, most of your chart is made up of water. The majority of, of your chart is water. So you're going to be drawn to the water. And we just had that full moon in Cancer. And it's mm. funny, even in the Tarot, which is so wild, it never gets less fascinating for me, to be honest with you. There are cards that represent different signs, and it never fails. If we're in the middle of a moon, if we're in the middle of Capricorn season, for instance, the devil card represents Capricorn. You'll always see the devil card just fly out whenever it's Capricorn season or the moon will pop out whenever it's and you're like the tarot is just so creepy like that but that's also connected I feel to this full moon that we had in cancer oof man I don't know I just feel like I'm in this like spiritual like mental like evolve I've been on this like wild journey the last month of feeling you should go somewhere with water because that's that's mm-hmm. your intuition. I feel telling you to go somewhere with speeches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're leveling you're right. up or something. Like yeah. your soul is like ready to level up. And it is. That's yes. so interesting. That's, oh. Like surrendering in a way too, because your moon is in the 12th house. Your moon is in a water sign and in a water house. 
So it's mm-hmm. very water, very. Okay. So I think this is actually our time to get selfish because now I like want you to draw some cards on Danielle and seeing if, see if this is like aligned. Well, I oh want you God. to draw cards on Jack too, because I'm like very invested on uh, her and Richie's relationship because they're oh. so wonderful. Okay. So I actually, I have two um, decks here that I'll use. I have my archetypal wild unknown deck. I wanted to pull one of these for you guys to see what archetype you would be embodying for the new year if you guys want I to love see. that I yeah. love archetype stuff that's like my br- I love it okay and then I have a little I don't have obviously the the meanings memorized especially they have it written so beautifully so I'll just I'll take a photo of it or I'll read a little bit of it what it says to you guys but okay so who's gonna go first then Jack Jack okay give me your full name Jack Jacqueline Marie Camargo. Oh my God, we have the same middle name. Marie. Marie. I'm a Marie too. We're a yeah, trifecta. Marie. Stop it. We're uh, all Marie's. Oh yes. my God. This is incredible. This is so I'm bringing that Mother Mary energy in today. Angels and guides. I'm going to just say a little prayer. Um, please protect me, Jackie, and Danielle from any negative interference. Help me bring her clear messages that she can take with her today and throughout 2024. Holy Spirit, Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael. I just saw the lover pop out in the archetype, in the split. Well, I haven't pulled it yet. I just want to see it. All right. For Jacqueline Marie Camardo, what archetype is she going to be embodying in 2024? I feel like, like someone's nerd, like tension, like, like there's like a drum roll. Um, I just saw the poet in the bottom. I like to see the split for Jacqueline. Come on down. Okay, this one didn't fall out completely. What arc? Okay. okay. I mean, this one just it's showing itself. So that's kind of coming through. All right. You got the animal. Ooh. Oh, that's so pretty. Gorgeous. So right off the bat, when I see this for you, it feels like you've got your eye on something and you're like, mm. like, it's like you're on it. There's a few things. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. Few things. Is, here's the thing too. And maybe that's why this is coming up. If you do have your Gemini rising, so it's going to be more than one. Mm-hmm. But if I know there is something that you do want. The Gemini do- rising is like so annoying sometimes. I'm like, can we just like, please focus? <laughs> uh, it's it's, like, it's so you though. It wants to do everything and it, it can really do everything. It's jack of all trades. So but I'm I'm really being called to tell you, like, pick one. Because mm-hmm. there's one thing that you have to do. And it's funny, we have mentor at the bottom of the deck here. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. professional. And it makes sense if it would be because in your chart this year, you are going to have like a new beginning, reawakening transformation happening with regards to your career, to your community of peers. So like, it really feels like this could be professional, but let's read really quick what the animal says um, for the sake of more clarity. We are mammals. The hair on our chest and between our legs reminds us so. We try hard to deny our, our unrefined animalistic nature, yet through this archetype, we tap into power and direction. Activating the animal within means reawakening our relationship to nature in the most 
broad and embodied sense, drinking from waterfalls, roaring at the moon, opening eyes under your water, eating berries from the vine. The life force of our planet begs us to set down the devices, the constraints, and the social constructs, and remember the warm blood that pulses through our veins. The animal longs for breath, food, procreation, and physicality. It wants soil under our nails and starlight in our skin. If this all sounds terribly unsophisticated to you, take note that it's said that when Buddha became enlightened, he roared like a great lion. Mm, I love that. And that's so yeah. funny because I kind of already alluded to that like earlier when I said, you know, I feel like I've been in this really kind of like soft feminine, just kind of like letting things happen to me. But this in this new year, I'm just like so ready to just like get out there and like get shit done. Like that's like the best way I can say it so that actually really aligns I got this rip also while reading it like I don't know how to put this into words but I feel like you'll understand there's something that you really want but I feel like it's kind of like layered on top of other things that are nonsensy that might block the root of what it is that you want and it's almost like get to the root of it because it's what you want and don't worry about like what it, like and it feels a little bit petty-ish and again we all have this I'm not judging but like it feels like superficialities little thoughts little miscellaneous that get in the way of what this is it feels like a my gosh this is really weird but I saw today this gigantic cake with a bunch of layers and I'm seeing all the layers where it's like there's layers on top of layers of what it is that you want and it's like just get a granted easier so than done I know but go get it and don't worry about stuff that's on top like it's not the you know what I mean Oh, this resonates so deep. Like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I know. And Daniel said three card spread. Technically, it's a four because I'm doing the archetype and then I'm doing three um, tarot under. But just to kind of confirm what it is that we're talking about here. Oh, my angels and guides help me bring Jacqueline Marie Pomardo the clarity and guidance that she needs for 2024. Like it's, it could involve also a little bit of like, this is really silly, but there's a competitive nature to it. And I guess this is also attached to the physicality and the masculine part, because we have feminine and masculine, the masculine is more the assertive, but there is like a, a, a competitive aspect that's, that's making your mind overthink. And it maybe is like, well, that's not the societal superficial right way or what are people or what are they going to say if I it's almost like I can't step on toes or I can't but there's that doesn't matter you know there's something about that yeah I know exactly what you're talking about I'm writing this well I'm going to go back and take notes on this episode but yeah all right okay let's see three cards for this animal what messages you have for Jack and I'm asking the permission of your angels and guides to bring the messages that you need to hear through me. Archangel Michael, Archangel Libra, Archangel Adam, please protect the energy from any negative interference. So channel for Jacqueline Marie Pomardo. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, Jacqueline. <laughs> this is so beautiful. I mean, you got the world, you got the nine of cups, and you got the lovers. Uh-oh. This is freaking beautiful. So, but in, in a di what's interesting is that the lovers is Gemini in astrology mm. and also be a decision. But what's interesting is, is that this, this decision would change everything because the world is here. 
there's a big decision that might be connected to this and it's a whole new world that's coming with it. Mm-hmm. But this is like a fulfillment because that's the nine of cups. It's like a wish that like fills it's the, the one before the 10. And if you see all the different cups, like she's kind of like sitting in that moment of like bliss and, and blessings and abundance. And then the lover's card, which is here. So, I mean, this definitely could involve a relationship. I feel like it is a relationship, but it's also a decision um, that you're making. And I think that, granted, we would have to for sure clarify this. But this is, even though there is a lot of masculine energy, this is an intuitive decision. This this bottom here feels like water, even though you're in that directive, I'm moving forward mode. I'm being called to say, do what fulfills you like maybe this value maybe this way of life or maybe this idea isn't the norm or isn't how everybody else would um something along those lines but what the hint is to do what fulfills you yes it is going to bring a lot of changes but yeah wow well i'll give you a little insight because i think that this it feels very um feels very true but my new partner that i've been with for about a year now is a pilot. And so we get to fly like for free all over the world, which is like insane that this, that I found this person because I've traveled like my whole life. I'd love to travel. And it's like yes. my heart and soul. It's like my, my soul's purpose. I'd love to travel. Um, so it's like what I find most fulfilling. So, and he loves to travel too, obviously. Um, and we actually talked about this last time you were on, you like read or you saw that he is like very cultural, like very cultured and um, has like an interesting kind of different background than you. Like, that's okay. That's a good thing. Um, oh my God, and, I remember this, but I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, we're still together. But anyway, so um, in, in terms of like a decision that you're, you're bringing up like this decision, this duality, like I've been married before. So like really allowing myself to like, take the next step and like surrender and like, you know, kind of like move forward in, you know, like a real future with someone. It's just really scary. So I've like, you know, we're, we're, we have a very great relationship. I'm really happy, but if anything's holding me back, it's just like this fear of like having been there, done that and it didn't work out. So, um, yes, that was really interesting. (laughs) Is there any way that the traveling, would open new opportunities for you professionally as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, but like, it's, it's interesting that you said that because about like earlier is because I have, you know, my doctorate in nursing, my, my like career, career so much is based here. And there's always that like fear and that like fear of stigma of like, I can't make anything with travel in my career. Like you got a doctorate in nursing, like you have to do the like responsible kind of like, you know, thing that you said you're going to do. You can't do this other stuff. But anyway, is there any sort of mentorship that you could do? I'm just curious because there's a mentorship uh, aspect. I do have a really great mentor that has kind of um, like shown me a way to bridge them, like to bridge my professional career and be able to travel and do both. So I know. So I've like, I just have been, maybe this is my sign to like reach out to her and like schedule a coffee date. Jack, that literally was my first thought when she said the mentor card like popped up in there. I was like, I know exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I have a great, I literally have her like in my mind right now. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I love this. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but this is you I, have it feels to do very... an actual reading with Val. I like will. a full I on. No rush. Like seriously, I'm here any freaking time. I mean, you guys already have me on speed dial for anything you need, okay? 
But this was very <laughs> validating. I really, this I'm was so really fun. Go for Thank it. That eye okay. is like, I love that. That is like how I'm feeling. Yeah, I love it. Okay, let's, if, if, unless there's anything else, Danielle, let's see what's on deck I, for you. I, I, yeah, I think we're good on that. Because if not, I'll be here all day as Danielle. I go over. I, <laughs> she does. And it's it's wonderful. But I, yeah. your time is very valuable. So <gasps> Okay, so let's do this for Danielle. Do you have a Marie Melty, right? Okay. Yeah. Danielle Marie Melty. Angels and guides. I call upon your energy. Spirit and universal archangel my archangel be archangel Raphael. I also ask for the permission of Danielle Marie Melby's archangels to please help me bring her clear messages for her highest good for 2024. I just I just saw in the Slithia the unseen, and there's also there's a big, big feeling here, and you're gonna be like shut up Val but there's a big <laughs> feeling of like don't go looking for the how or the what because there's something that is like cloaked that is coming for you that if you were to know about it it would influence how you go about your actions or go so it's almost like trust that there's an unseen something here because I just saw the unseen and I saw it so prominently like don't go looking for it yet because it's not meant to be seen right now in this moment like today because in a couple weeks that could change we're talking about the energy you know for 2024 because there is something coming but it's kind of cloaked I'm I'm seeing that right now oh I feel that yeah no, I really do. I I feel very drawn to like all these different places right now and just really doing a lot of self work and like doing things that I want to do and not holding myself back. And I was thinking of like you wanting to go to the ocean and travel and meditate like mm. that 12th house moon. It, we're, we started the year with a cancer moon. We're ending the year with a cancer moon. There is a surrendering aspect and a coming back home to yourself. And when I think mm -hmm. of like this temple energy, it's like the physical temple, the emotional, the spiritual, like you, right? Coming back to yourself, which I really like that. Okay. So what energies, what archetype is Danielle Marie Malfi going to embody in 2024? What messages um, does she need to hear? Um, what do I need to tell her? Clear messages, clarity and guidance for Danielle Marie Malfi. Ooh, that one just flew right out. Ooh, at the bottom of the deck, like I always look at the bottom of the deck, which oh, the maiden. Oh my God, the gem. Look how beautiful. Oh, and, and look how bright and shiny so and colorful it is. And you kept saying like, mm -hmm. I feel so lit. Like I feel so I lit. I do. And it, it feels like narcissistic to say and be like, no, no I just feel so bright and shiny right now. You can't say but that like, in front of your girlfriends. That, no. <laughs> that, but exactly. No, exactly you know what this feels like too it feels like a hidden gem and i just saw the unseen so it's something that is like there's you, you are a gem 100 but let's see what this says because there's something connected and then the maiden energy a lot of water that's femininity i just opened up to the womb there's a lot of feminine energy here just like I'm not even in this part, but I just wanted to mention that I'm seeing that because you know I don't take these synchronicities um, <laughs> granted. I say every little thing that I feel, oh my God, I just heard this noise or I just saw this bird. Like I'm crazy when I when I chat. Hold on one second. This is so you, Danielle. I love it. 
There are infinite names for the gem. It is also known as the jewel, the star, the talent, the gift, the gold. One thing for certain is that it is found deep within a substance that is very much unlike it. For example, a diamond in the rough. The gem always stands in contrast to its surroundings. You, This is so you, I want to start crying. I'm sorry, I'm being dramatic. I'm being dramatic. This is so you, Janelle. You can't, you can't find it when you are among comforts and pleasantries. Precious stones develop slowly deep in the earth amid pressure and darkness. Discovering the gem requires a descent beneath the surface where there is no definitive map. Yet the longing to touch the true gem within us is so strong that we cannot help but seek out its radiance. Your gem, like your destiny, is unlike any other in the entire world. Keep digging. This is so beautiful. I'm like actually crying right now. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm literally like, this is too, like, this is so, remember when you said like the unseen, like it's cloaked, like I was 100% seeing that. When in light, unique, shining, generative, irreplaceable. When in dark, like, let's say like, you know, you're not, there could be that fear or that, you know, like, is this going to happen for me? The uncertainty. But when in light, that's when you're in your radiance. And like, there's a lot of surrendering aspects here. Okay. This is so gorgeous. All right. Oh, by the way, I'll take photos of the descriptions for you guys and send it to you so you can have it. Thank you. All right. So what messages do you have to clarify? The hermit is popping out and the hermit, look how introspective. It's like the hermit is also Virgo energy. That's your Mars and your Venus. And then we have the lovers on the split. Relationships. Yes, Val, for sure. Like I know that you're gonna be like, well, sure, Val, you know this, but like relationships have been a big muse for you to dig within um, in the past. And I feel like you're a Libra. You know, relationships are always going to be a big theme for you. The south node is in Libra as well. There is a letting go of, and in your case, your Venus is in Virgo, of overgiving, of oversacrificing, mm-hmm. of being. Huh. <laughs> Sorry. There is, so Virgo, look, we're going to talk like adults. There is a Virgo energy archetype that is the sacred prostitute. Okay. It's a devotion. It's, I know it's super sexy. I'm into it. It's like a devotion. It's a, let me give you at my all. Let me do this for you. Let me serve you. How can I serve you? But because the South node is in, in Libra right now, you're letting go of that because mm-hmm. it's your turn to be served. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like on a gold platter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. It's like, keep your mind on your money. Keep your mind on what is generating that abundance that you deserve. And you're going to know in the areas, whoa, this literally just cracked in my hand and landed. Look at this. Look at what wanted to be seen, the empress. That always comes up with us. That's you. But look at what's crazy. I haven't touched it. It cracked when I was shuffling. Look at the moon under and the empress. Wow. That's the hidden gem. Empress is that value, that divinity, that self-worth. You have it in the 12th house, the moon. So it's like whoever's going to see you for who you are, it's just, it's not going to be just anybody. If they could see you, it's kind of, it reminds me of like, I don't know, like Edward, this is silly, but like Edward Cullen, when he can, can't read Bella's I love thoughts. your references so much. Like, kind of like that. Like, you know, when you know, you know, and it's like you, 
It, it needs to be something that feels right. But in the moment, keep your mind on what is of value to you. And I say value because Empress energy is very Taurian. It's tangible. It's physical. You're going to see what's good for you with what is generating financially, emotionally. If you are with somebody and like things go wrong at work, things go wrong. You just know like energy says it all. Okay. What messages do you have for Danielle with regards to the gem cards for 2024? I call upon your angels and guides so I can bring her clear messages in the name of the Holy Spirit. You guys both ended with love cards. Love that for us. This is generous. I honestly, you guys, there's 72 cards in this deck. Like, this is really good energy. I'm really happy. Like, really, when you think, because listen, I'm the Gemini in me. I'm spiritual, but I'm also skeptical. I'm like, what are, that's use spirituality and astrology. What are the odds? Let's, for whatever reason, I'm being called to start backwards. I'm starting I'm to start at the end to the front, which isn't normal. Maybe the ending of whatever it is that's been happening in terms of relationships for you was really the beginning. This is, I'm so cheesy, you guys. I swear I'm channeling. This is what, what's coming to me. I hear myself on the side and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Valerie, but it's what I'm channeling. <laughs> you got the two of cups to end. The two mm -hmm. of cups... Is a, is a spiritual union. Um, the moon is here. You see the water. It's sacred. It's, it's kind of like that mental, physical, spiritual connection. But now I'm going to go to the first card, which is the Wheel of Fortune. This is Jupiter. This is an, a turning of the wheel. This is like a karmic wheel. This reminds me of like when the tables turn or... My grandma always says it in Spanish, like, siéntate afuera y mira que los carros pasen. Like, sit outside and watch the cars uh, go by because eventually there's going to be a car. Like, it's that what goes around comes around energy. Um, the Eight of Wands, you know what I'm hearing in my mind? Um, the Grief song, it's electrifying. Like, the Jenny Zuko. It's electrifying. Yes. Look at all. Okay, so. And all the light again. All, oh my god you're telling me you're so right because look at how it's lit up this feels do you guys remember in the the song pink floyd is it money when it starts with the ching and all the different noises mm -hmm. you ever heard that song by pink mm -hmm. floyd this yeah. is what it feels like the gambling in vegas where it's like all these different bells this is buzzing energy this is the buzz that you're feeling wow this buzzing energy for 2024 is very prominent but i feel like in order for this to continue and in order for you to find this, because what are the odds that we end it with this? It's almost like you weirdly like telekinesis this card. Like, <laughs> boom, it just came like really. The with the Empress and the moon. That's badass. Like there's something that you may have surrendered. And you know what's interesting? I'm bringing it up because you brought it up at the beginning of the reading. Something with family is connected to your love story. Where there oh, is, interesting. I, I'm feeling that so strongly, especially with this full moon, mother, maternal, the mother within you, serving, taking care of, loving. There's a nurture, healer energy. But I feel like the tables are turning where now you're nurturing yourself. You're kind of taking that energy and bringing it inward. And this is what's going to, this reminds me of like the chakra alignments, like, doo -doo -doo -doo, like it all kind of connects. This is activating your intuition, I feel like your intuition is lit. If you've been feeling that, or if you've been 
thinking about people before they call. This is a very, to me, I feel like it's messages, but it's also, I mean, if you really want to look at this could for dating, this is like my nonstop chatting, texting card. This could, if you're talking about online dating or if you're talking, this is like all the buzzing notifications. This could be buzzing notifications. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Get on those apps, girl. <laughs> Get on those apps. But there's something that needs to change here because I feel very strongly we're not only going to focus on the beautiful plus side because this is a beautiful card. And I didn't even mention that the bottom of the deck. Look at the star. Freaking love this card. The star is that connection to source. And she is by herself. That's Aquarius. You've had to isolate. You might have felt isolated. You may have felt excluded or alone, but it's, you've never, you're not alone. Like this mm -hmm. is that year of introspection. That's why the hermit came out. There's something that you're repeating here that needs to, that, that needs to change. And I actually shared a meme the other day. How do we change a pattern? Respond differently or something like that. There's something that needs to be responded to differently. The way that, and you know, when you think about this, like you turn around, your perspective changes. If you turn this way, the perspective of where you are changes, like perspective, energy, how you welcome in people into your world where you would normally be the one to serve or the one to, it's, it's kind of like sit in your empress energy and mm -hmm. you know, sit in your throne and not in a conceited way, not in a narcissistic way, because with that, the more you sit in your energy, the more you heal, even if that means isolation, sleeping more, exercising, ignoring people's calls, silencing your notifications, whatever the case, the more you're going to feel that sense of like replenishment. Because yeah. I feel like you were drained. I feel like your energy was drained out of you. Oh, completely. I mean, you saw me this summer. It's crazy. There's, hold on a second. There's throat chakra energy there. Yeah. Normally, are you normally the type to not say certain? Because I know you're very outspoken, mm -hmm. but I don't know how you, you keep to yourself. No, like, bother you? Yeah. Um, and in relationships, um, I talked to Jack about this last week. Like I, I made myself really small this year. And I've always put my needs on the back burner in relationships. The whole like serving sort of energy like wanting to make sure everyone else is okay before me this is like being filmed it is proof yeah for your chart that you do that but also I accept the bare minimum from like everyone and that is the pattern that really needs to break and like Actually, actually knowing my knowing my worth and like sitting in my worth and my knowing that you're this worth. yeah and helping find a balance also balance that's so badass. I really love this for you. I think that definitely continuing what you're doing, but also changing the narrative and the script. Mm. And this is really, really powerful. So, I mean, these are notifications. I mean, this could be online. This could be meeting somebody online. It doesn't have to all be about that, you know, because I don't want to make it all about that. There's so much more that you're exploring this year, right? Um, mm -hmm. Being more picky with your energy more than anything. But yeah. Oh, Val. I'm so glad you guys got good cards too, because that's not power <laughs> death. I would have been like, <laughs> you, guys you can spin cards. the devil good too. You know, that's that's devil could be like a super lusty relationship, but it could also be obsession. I mean, there's different ways yeah. to get it. You know? 
Val, you are such a treasure. I am so grateful you were brought into our lives. <laughs> I love you, Danielle. I love you too, Jackie. For real. Thank you guys you. so much for love you, love you. letting me like tell you my crazy theories. I mean, I, I'm an eternal student, first and foremost, and there's such great astrologers out there. So the fact that you guys, you know, reach out to me, I'm I'm honored and and I love what you guys do and what you stand for. And I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. Oh, thank you, honey. I hope you have the best New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And we will, my goal for 2024 is to actually be able to hang out in person. Oh my God, yes. I mean, if you guys are in Miami, that's like not even a question. Please. We should. We should. Do. Okay, we're going to take a trip to Miami. I mean, I was living vicariously when you guys were in New York. I'm like, oh, what do I got to do? Oh, oh my God. Best. You could come and join us in a heartbeat. We had an extra cot in the room. Oh my gosh. I would love that just following you guys around. I love it. Done and done. All right, Val, we will see you in the new year. See you next year. Bye, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Danny, I feel so validated. I feel like I have so much clarity. I feel refreshed, rejuvenated. I feel like I am just ready to take on this new year. How do you feel after that report, after that reading? I, same. I feel so validated. I feel even more like the gem. (laughs) I feel, this is what I battle with, Jack. I feel like such a narcissist saying anything good about myself. Therapy, working on it. (laughs) Do we need to have Dr. Z back on for a part three? (laughs) Probably. How to not take on how to say nice things about yourself. Yes, literally. <laughs> Dr. Z part three. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, for real though. Oh, no, that was so, so special. If you were not following Val already, make sure you're following her on Instagram at Valerie Mesa. That's B-A-L-E-R-I-E-M-E-S-A. Her page and posts are literally so pretty. She makes such beautiful content. They're like super vintagey. She writes like the coolest articles, like what Disney villain would you be? What Twilight? Like she, her brain is just such a magical place. So if you haven't figured that out yet, she's the coolest. We love her. The link in her bio on Instagram has everything you need to read her work and book a reading with her. Jack and I are so grateful for every like, share, and review of the pod. Happy New Year, WOMED fam, and protect your energy. Love y'all big. WOMED out.